This is the Notorious Bakersfield Podcast. I'm Robert Peterson, the host and creator of this podcast that takes a look back at some of Bakersfield's most notorious crimes, events, and characters. Hello, Notorious Bakersfield listeners, and welcome to another episode. Just a reminder to follow the Notorious Bakersfield podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Pictures related to this story you're about to hear and previous Notorious Bakersfield stories are posted on those social media pages. Also, if you enjoy this podcast and would like to show your support, you can buy me a cup of coffee or two. A link to do that is in the show notes. Merle Haggard was probably the most well-known person born in Bakersfield. His career as a country and western singer, songwriter, and entertainer spanned over 50 years. In that long career, Haggard had 38 number one hits on the U.S. country music charts. He won 19 Academy of Country Music Awards, a BMI Award, six Country Music Association Awards, two Grammy Awards, Haggard was included in the Country Music Hall of Fame, Oklahoma Music Hall of Fame, and the Nashville Songwriters Hall of Fame. The last notable public acknowledgement Merle Haggard received was in 2010, when he was honored by the John F. Kennedy Center in recognition for his lifetime achievement and outstanding contribution to American culture. A common theme to Merle Haggard's music was his honesty. He sang about his humble Bakersfield roots and his checkered past. He said he sang about himself because that's the only thing he was qualified to sing about. And that brutal honesty endeared him to millions of country and western fans around the world. When he died in 2016, every obituary I read about him always mentioned how he was a criminal before making it big as an entertainer. I decided to take a look back at that criminal past. I searched archived Bakersfield, Californian papers from the late 1950s to see if his crimes ever made the newspaper. And guess what? They did. This is Merle, The Criminal Years. If you're a Merle Haggard fan, and this song doesn't sound like a Merle Haggard song to you, you're right. Since this episode is about Merle Haggard, I really wanted to include some of his music. I looked into it and found out it would cost about $1,500 for the necessary licensing. And that's about $1,480 over the Notorious Bakersfield budget. So I pay $20 for the licensing rights to play this country and western song that's totally not Merle Haggard, but it's country. I would have loved to have played Oki from Muskogee, or Working Man Blues, or Mama Tried, or anything from Merle Haggard, but, you know, what can I say? Merle Haggard was paroled from prison in 1960. So I started my search of the Bakersfield Californians archived newspapers pre-1960 to look for stories about Merle. 
Generally, crimes committed by juveniles don't make the newspaper. So I read Merle's autobiography, My House of Memories, to get an accounting of those crimes from the legend himself. Merle Ronald Haggard was born April 6, 1937, in Bakersfield at Kern General Hospital. His parents were James and Flossie Haggard. Merle was the Haggard's third and final child. Their older children were James, or Lowell, and Lillian. The Haggard family lived at 1303 Yosemite Drive in Oildale. As most people in Bakersfield have heard, the family lived in a railroad boxcar Merle's father had converted to a house. That boxcar has been refurbished and is on display at the Kern County Museum. When Merle was just nine years old, his father James passed away from a brain hemorrhage. To support the family, his mother Flossie had no other choice but to get a job away from home as a bookkeeper. Merle's older siblings were quite a few years older than him and had already moved out on their own. So, with his mother working and his older brother and sister gone, Merle had plenty of time to get into mischief. Merle was 12 years old when his brother Lowell gave him his first guitar. That's when Merle's love for music began to blossom. Merle and the neighborhood kids would hop on freight trains down the street from their house on Yosemite. They'd jump on a railroad car and ride it a couple of blocks and jump back off when it stopped. When he was 13 years old, he and a friend were playing that game when, to their surprise, the train never stopped until it got to Fresno, a hundred miles north of Bakersfield. They were caught by a railroad detective and their parents had to drive to Fresno to pick them up. Flossie was so grateful that her son was uninjured that Merle's punishment, if anything, was very minor. That experience triggered another one of Merle's favorite hobbies, hopping on freight trains and running away. He didn't like school, and when he did go, all he could think about was jumping on a freight train and getting out of town. From 13 years old until he turned 18, he was constantly a truant, running away, getting caught, going to juvenile detention facilities and escaping from those. He and a friend once ran away and traveled to Texas by train and hitchhiking back to California. In his autobiography, Merle acknowledged his juvenile crimes, including petty theft, burglary, shoplifting, auto theft, public intoxication. Merle's crimes became a pattern and were so common, Merle was classified as a habitual offender. Merle turned 18 years old in 1955. If you thought he put his days as a juvenile delinquent behind him, you'd be wrong. He just became an adult delinquent, and his days of rebellion were far from over. Since juvenile records aren't public, and juvenile offenders were rarely named in the media, the only accounting we have about this period in his life is from Merle himself. The first mention Merle got in the Bakersfield, Californian as an adult was April 22, 1955, only two weeks after turning 18. He pleaded guilty to a petty theft charge. On December 5, 1956, with this headline, 
CHP captures two youths after chase. The article goes on. Quote, Two 18-year-old youths were apprehended by the California Highway Patrol officers at 10.30 a.m. today after a chase during which the youths reportedly hurled beer bottles from the car one of the boys allegedly stole from a used car dealership in Santa Paula. In custody are Merle Ronald Haggard, 1303 Yosemite Drive, and Dennis John Meyer, 600 Decatur Street. They were arrested near Mirage Station near Highway 99. Haggart, the driver of the car, was cited for speeding, driving with a restricted license, and being a minor in possession of an alcoholic beverage. The next time Merle Haggart made the Bakersfield Californian was in December 1957 when he was arrested for burglarizing a fire prevention business and attempting to burglarize Fred and Jean's Cafe at 3317 State Road. The building that the cafe once occupied is still there at 3317 State Road. An insurance office occupies that space in the same building. It's across the street and down a little bit from Rain for Rent. In this 1986 interview, Merle recalls that incident. Can you recount for me the uh, incident where you guys, somebody, you and somebody, tried to break into this place that wasn't locked? <laughs> yeah, we we had ribbed ourselves into believing that that there was some justification in, in the and and robbing somebody because of the fact that there wasn't enough employment to go around. That was the rib that we had managed to make ourselves believe. And with the help of uh, two or three-fifths of wine, well, we, we had uh, decided that we should go out and, and, and uh, knock over this cafe. <laughs> I don't know why we went to hit this cafe, but we went out to this cafe and we had a crowbar and and uh, was in the process of tearing that door off. And the guy came to the back door and opened the rest of it and said, why don't you guys go right to the front? It'd be easier. Would you? <laughs> <laughs> would you, did you think the place was closed? Yeah, we thought it was closed. It was we open. We watch. Huh? <laughs> we hadn't bothered to look at We didn't check time or anything. We just went on down there and did it. And it was only like 10.30. I guess we thought it was later than it was. It was darker probably in our minds. Uh, you know, the wine had us had our clocks all off and that's what happened was we when he done that it scared us so bad we we, we jumped back in the car and peeled out with our lights out and uh, a highway patrolman saw us coming out of the parking lot with our lights out and pulled us over and that was the uh, that was the bus that carried me to quentin while he was in jail for those crimes merle decided he could blend in with a group of inmates going to court and he escaped from jail he just kind of separated himself from the group and wandered off. In the December 27th, 1957 edition of the Bakersfield Californian, it said, quote, Merle Ronald Hager, 20, 110 Beardsley Avenue, who walked away when he should have stayed put, now faces additional charges. The next several articles in the Bakersfield, Californian, related to this one incident when he was arrested for burglary and attempted burglary and his escape from jail. 
They included updates on Merle's legal proceedings and when he was ultimately sentenced to prison in 1958. So there you have it. Merle's crimes consisted of too many to count while he was a juvenile. And then um, when he was 18, he was arrested for driving a stolen car, driving intoxicated. Um, then when he was 18 or 19, he was arrested for petty theft. Then for the burglary, when he was 20, burglary and attempted burglary. So that's three arrests. And then he was arrested again when he escaped from jail. So that's four altogether as an adult. What I, what I find interesting are, you know, most of these crimes, uh, probably if they were committed today, they probably wouldn't even make the newspaper. Merle was paroled from San Quentin in 1960. The next time Merle Haggard's name appeared in the Bakersfield Californian was three years after getting paroled, August 7th, 1963. And it wasn't because he committed some petty crime or because he was being hauled before a judge. It was because he had a hit new song. This Bakersfield boy, nicknamed the Outlaw for Good Reason, went on to make newspaper headlines around the world for 50 more years. Not for being on the wrong side of the law, but for his talent and music. There's been a lot written about Merle Haggard and his legacy, how he turned his life around and harnessed his talents and found unimaginable success. Not only were everyday people fans of the country and Western entertainer, but United States presidents, world leaders, even astronauts considered themselves fans. In 1971, Merle and his band, The Strangers, recorded a message for the Apollo 16 astronauts to play in space. This is something a little different for me. My name is Merle Haggard. This is my band, The Strangers. And uh, I hope that we will be able to do something you'll enjoy hearing on your way to the moon. And of course, we hope that you come back. But we want you to leave this tape there, okay? We want this tape to be out of sight. Merle Haggard died on his 79th birthday April 6th, 2016. On Sunday, March 20th, 2022, from 1 to 4 p.m., the Kern County Museum will unveil their new standalone Bakersfield Sound exhibit. For the regular price of admission, you can be a part of this grand opening celebration. While the, you're there, you can check out the old railroad boxcar the Haggard family lived in, I'll be dropping by and hope to meet some notorious Bakersfield listeners. Resources used to research this story, the Bakersfield Californian, and Merle Haggard's autobiography, My House of Memories. Come back next week, next Tuesday, for another notorious Bakersfield story. Have a good week.